0: I don't know. One of my coworkers was like, I don't know how people can listen to that. It's just noise. It's just garbage and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, so let's play it. And I listened and played it on my phone. And I said, listen to how, you know, the intricacies of that guitar work and all this stuff. And I, I got into it. And I was like, you guys n- don't actively listen to music, do you? And it was like an epiphany for me that some people just, they just, it, music is just there yep. and it's yeah. just in the background. And it's just a, this kind of intangible part of their lives. And it doesn't really mean that much. And so, what we wanna do is we wanna teach people how to actively listen to music. Yep. You listen to a song very closely and you, you pick up on something that'll make you hear it in a different way and make you appreciate it for a different reason. So um, that was kind of the inspiration for why we decided to share these conversations
1: with the world.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Leslie Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is um, friendship, relatives, father, son. Um, We have a couple of podcasters on, uh, Sean and Jim. Welcome to the show, guys.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you.
2: Yeah, um, so friend of the show, fellow podcaster Bob Bland, uh, reached out and said, Hey, I've had these guys on the show, they're really great. You should reach out to them. And so I, I reached out to Sean and Jim, and they both were nice enough to join me. So uh I said, Welcome, I'm looking forward to visiting with you. Sean, why don't you start us off? Tell us a little about yourself, give us your elevator pitch.
0: Sure. <laughs> um my name is Sean O'Loughlin. I've I've been uh podcasting for years now with a couple different shows and right now we have a show i have a show with my dad called you're not listening a music podcast uh basically my story for probably why i'm involved in this is uh dad has been a dj as long as i've been alive mobile dj so i was raised by a mobile dj that just instilled a deep deep love and appreciation for music uh, in my entire life and so we just grew up talking about songs talking about what makes them great why we love them and trying to convince each other why something is good and uh, we decided to just start recording those conversations so our podcast is basically where each of us takes a song that we think is great and we listen to it together and then we just discuss what makes it really good and uh, we've been doing that for over a year now and it's a lot of fun
2: that sounds really a lot of fun. Uh, Jim, go ahead. So share a little about yourself.
1: Yeah, same thing. I, uh, um, I'm i a retired teacher, guidance counselor, and uh, every every educator uh, needs a second gig. And I was never really good at painting houses. So I decided <laughs> to kind of pull up what I did when I was in college and start the mobile DJ thing. So yeah. Um, pretty much like 35 some odd years, uh, every weekend, um, a lot of weddings, uh, every function you can imagine. And one day Sean and Sean and I were always having these conversations and, you know, and funny, you know, one of the things I know talking about with, with Bruce is, you know, going off to concerts and everything else. I mean, we have these long drives going to all these venues that are three and four hours away and always talking about music, always talking, you know, about the structure and things we like and all, and, you know, trying to, think of things kind of out of the out of the different realms that are out there, not just your, your typical kind of pedestrian stuff. Um, Sean, I don't know, about a year and a half ago said, hey, we should do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, who's going to care about what we talk about? You know, no one's going to want to listen to that. And uh, he convinced me and I, I was honored to, you know, when your son asks you to do something, you, you don't say no. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll exactly. do whatever you want, you know, because at some point you might say, I don't want you my life. Get out of yourself. So well, the thing um, that so really
0: kind of sparked it was I, I was at at the uh, lunch with a bunch of my co-workers once and <laughs> the song, a good story. we were talking about a song I think it was like an Avenged Sevenfold song or something really fast and heavy and crazy and they were like I don't know how people, one of my co-workers was like I don't know how people can listen to that it's just noise it's just garbage and all this stuff and I was like okay so let's play it and I listened I played it on my phone and I said listen to how you know the intricacies of that guitar work and all this then I, I got into it and I was like you guys don't actively listen to music do you and it was like an epiphany for me that some people just they just it, music is just there yep, and it's yeah. just in the background and it's just a, this kind of intangible part of their lives and it doesn't really mean that much. And so what we want to do is we want to teach people how to actively listen to music. Yep. You listen to a song very closely and you, you pick up on something that'll make you hear it in a different way and make you appreciate it for different reasons. So um, that was kind of the inspiration for why we decided to share these conversations with the world.
1: Yeah, and and the hearing it differently was was not only the epiphany but the old oh well I wonder if other people kinda feel the same way or would respond to to us kinda of breaking it down that way. And we come from even though we're very connected with music um, we come from two very different directions. Sean's a musician. He's, he's disgusting. He can pick up any instrument and a week later he's mastered it. I, I hate him for that. Um, <laughs> and I, as a mobile, as a mobile DJ um, in a background, you know, as a guidance counselor background in psychology um, could figure out patterns and, and, and things that work and I push buttons. So I don't have the, the musical talent. So he comes at it from, from um, a structure point of view, a musical point of view. And I come from, from a listening point of view and and kind of pulling together. So we we bring different talents to the, to the table and don't always agree, but um, it's always usually a pretty good conversation. And um, you know, we see, we even see things differently on on different songs that we discuss on, on any given day. And in fact, um, at some point, we'd love to have you come on and you know, you pick a song. I'm going to guess it's maybe going to be a Bruce song, uh, and we, what we do is we bring in guests and we ask them to kind of break it down the same way. And we'll have the same kind of conversations and, 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 you know, share the same kind of things that we do as well. So it's fun. It's fun. I'd, I'd be honored to do that. Yeah. Love and, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We
3: would love and,
2: to have uh, you. And, you know, I may surprise you and bring a John Hyatt song,
1: ah. or, you know,
0: somebody. Okay. That's so,
1: good. That's so, good. We can talk John Hyatt all day too, if you want. Yeah, That's all right. Right.
0: <laughs> you do that and I'll bring a Bruce song and I'll go. Yeah. There, there we go. Best of both. Um, it was
2: interesting, right? Cause, uh. I've done that a couple of times where uh, like to celebrate the fifth anniversary, I had my partner who does the Doctor Who podcast with me and we said, okay, if you have the TARDIS, which is the time machine that um, is used in the show, you know, what five concerts would you go to in the past? And, you know, and Charles said, well, this is going to be boring because you're just going to pick five Bruce shows. (laughs) And I said, no, 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 I'm going to only limit it to one Springsteen show. So uh, and so we did that discussion. All right. So. I have so much to start with, but I've got to start. Oh, well, no, no,
1: no, no, oh, no, 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 no. You can't no. go back. you you got to give us the, the, the four or five that you chose on that. Come on. Or do oh. I you have to go find out that? Do we have to go listen to that particular podcast and listen and, and find out that way? Or, that's not a good teaser, Jesse. Come on. Uh, uh,
2: well, OK, well, hang on. Um, I've got to I can tell I, I, I remember a couple of them right off. Just a couple. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> I said that I would want to be. And I won't even look up, I'll just from memory. I said, I would love to be at the Cavern Club when the Beatles were doing that two, three hour when they were starting. I would love to hear that, right? No, oh, nice. Um, I said that the night um, that Rick Rubin heard Johnny Cash and they met afterwards to talk about the American Recordings and what he thought he could do with Johnny. I you know, I would want to be at that show and then to be a, a you know, a fly on the wall hearing that discussion. Wow. You know.
1: Well done. Yep.
2: Um I was lucky enough to see Harry Chapin once in concert before he died, but it was him alone. Just he it was Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, there was bad weather, the band couldn't make it. He showed up with his guitar did a two-hour set it felt like you're in his living room but I would I picked a show with him with the full band I would have loved to hear him with the full band and then the Bruce yeah the Bruce show I picked was on the um the reunion tour when the Madison Square Garden and where they did the um uh, you know um the song you know um if i fall behind with each of the band members singing a little solo each a different verse and then um what's funny is i actually pulled this um blood brothers he did a verse that he's only ever done once during that live show and i picked that one for a bruce show um part of me would love to go back my first bruce show was here in dallas uh 2002 the rising tour and i would love to go back to that show now that i'm a solid fan i was a casual fan then and i would love to go back to see that reliving um so um that's that's what i picked interesting
0: yeah Wild
1: well, the rest too yeah well, it that's very, good
0: yeah it was good sorry um, to put you on the spot no I no, no your, i'm glad i know it's, it's your not show often i shouldn't be the, doing the that the actual host of the show gets put on the spot that's <laughs> yeah. nice. no it's no exciting. i love it i like it so yeah, he's going to
1: cut it. Thanks for coming, Jim. No, We're going to no, no. cut you off now.
2: <laughs> so, Jim, what has in 35 years of doing um, DJ sessions or whatever you want to call it, mobile DJ, yep. what yep. stayed the same and what's changed so much? And maybe uh, not necessarily technology. I know that's changed, but right. and maybe that is the right answer. I don't want to give you the right answer, but I'm fascinated. Like, you know, is there one song like, yeah. 35 years ago i was playing this song and i'm still playing this damn song or I, i'll leave it to you <laughs>
1: sean probably knows the answer to this but oh it, yeah, yeah it's it's um i would have first said the technology i mean i started out with 45s and, and i ended obviously with a laptop you know and, yeah. and had everything in between um and yeah you know what good songs um come and go and and you know uh, they may not be around but all of a sudden five years later they were big again or if they showed up in a soundtrack people kind of remember them and and pull them back um and as a as a dj and sean's gonna nod and and giggle at this like you know when people would come on up or when you're meeting with with them especially if it's a bride and groom with somebody and saying, oh you know you have to play these songs these are required or somebody requests it when they ask for celebration you nod and say oh that's a great song and Old time rock and roll.
0: Oh, the, love, love shack,
1: great show. Yeah, right. But well, love shack wasn't there when I started, though. These, yeah, these right. were, you know. Um, and then um, September, by Earth, Wind and Fire. I would say were the top three. Um, I would not. I, September.
2: The, I would have picked the other two, but I wouldn't have thought of September.
1: September just has has an unbelievable vibe that everyone knows, you know, and if wow. it wasn't September, it would have been ABC by Jackson 5, something like that, that you can play in 2021. Um And I could have played when I started. I mean, I was on the radio in 77 in, in college, something like that, yeah. 78 or something. When I started mobile in, in, in the early 80s or late 70s, it probably right. would have been the same thing that I, I could have played those songs and they they would have worked. If I don't hear and play old time rock and roll and celebration again, I'll be a happy guy, you know, kind of. Thing. Yeah. But I like I do like September. I, I'll crank that anytime. And, yeah. You know, at, at any wedding, I'll get out there and be the fool, you know, and dance to that one too. But the other ones, I'll take a pass on because I'm they're, they're getting old on me. And Sean so, probably knew the answer to that as well. I would imagine.
0: Well, like well, you get asked that question a lot whenever we're guests. Okay. Or have guests a lot of times that that question comes up quite a bit people are yeah. really interested in that
1: kind of stuff it, it's it's funny and jesse i don't know if, if this is where that came from but it seems like and it's only it's it's crazy to me because i don't think of it this way yeah it's kind of second nature but it seems like there's a lot of people who are always on the other side of the table who are at functions and see the mobile dj up there whatever and it seems like there's there's not a fascination but there's a curiosity of the old hey what happens like this and how do you get to that and what you know and so people want to ask questions of like Jeez, I never even thought anybody would care about those kind of stuff too, you know? So it's kind of interesting that that you asked that because it's just like, well, I I guess I probably only thinking about what is the song, you know, but other people like, oh, tell me what it's like to be a DJ. Like, oh.
2: What's interesting is, um, (laughs) you know, I did not think I was going toward, you know, I didn't think it was a unique question, but I had not thought about that. That's it. Um, What I do find fascinating is, is a tougher job than I think the layman thinks because I will, I will watch and I'll see, um, you know, especially like a corporate gig, you know, it's, you know, like there's uh, we're, we're having an event like at a user conference. And so, and like, I remember we were in Denver and it was an outdoor venue and they, it was actually kind of cool. It was, the weather was beautiful. It was like in, late July, early August in Denver, uh, clear, and they had food trucks lined up for that was instead of a buffet, they had food trucks. You could go get food. That's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. And they had like outdoor seating and then there was a DJ and, um, you know, and he kept the people on their feet the whole time. And I was like, you know, this guy's been pretty good. You know, and it was just the amount, you know, like how do you get the right amount of songs and how do you get going? So um I I, I can imagine and you know, I remember when Bruce was doing the Super Bowl, he said his biggest fear was sometimes the show's not clicking. And he has to do, he, he throws out the set list or he pulls a, an audible, audible yep. to shake things up, to get things going, to kind of kickstart the concert. And yep. he had said, you know, I've only got 12 minutes. So what if it's that case? I don't, I don't have time to do that audible. And I think, so I'm thinking of you, Jim, right? Like, okay, I've got to figure out the crowd and I've got to, what do I do to get this rolling, right?
1: Yep absolutely and you have your go-tos that you bury or you save till later on in the night Mm -hmm. or whatever but you're always i found um that as long it was a lot of prep work beforehand so hours and hours of setting up playlists and songs and and you know and and researching the people who are going to be there and all that but it was you're always thinking two and three songs ahead Mm -hmm. um and i used to do them in sets of twos and threes so a couple fast you know maybe one medium Mm -hmm. one slow fast back and forth you know so back and forth yeah. so you don't wear people out and all. and there are nights it works and nights you just can't beat yourself up and say it's not me they just don't want to dance and you yeah. know you can't force it Co- corporate stuff is a really good example There's of just that. not I mean, enough people don't come to party. dance <laughs> yeah yeah right right and other times you you put on you know harmonica music from the goats in the back field and yeah. they will dance and go crazy and and yeah. you can do no wrong I, I used to come home those nights and my wife's first words I'm like, well how did it go and it's like I was a rock star tonight. <laughs> and it, it's such a humbling thing that the next function is the odd I was terrible tonight <laughs> it did not work you know so yeah so it's it's uh it, it was a it was it was very very stressful for me especially near the end because mm-hmm. I uh, always felt especially doing a lot of weddings um that the fun or the, the good memories you know or something happens for a mm-hmm. wedding kind of rests in my lap and if I did something wrong i don't want to ruin someone's wedding day uh-huh. you know um i've had I, one of the reasons why i ended up in, in my last two or three years i went away from a laptop and went back to cds uh-huh. which you know you show up at a hall and people look at you like you have eight tracks you know but yeah i think the, the quality of sound was always better but it's also more predictable because i had some friends you know Dong pike sean
0: mm-hmm.
1: this happened to him twice in the did middle you? of a fret, first dance yeah rest is so uh in the middle of the first dance of the wedding you know um computer shuts down uh, you know, it crashes and so it's so you'll hold on and you have a backup computer obviously but you know hold on and then you hear you know the the windows the opening da, you know that kind of thing and you try to recover meanwhile i've got 200 people like looking at you like what's he doing up there you know yeah, yeah. so those are the things that i always 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 panicked on even up to the last gig the last gig i did was for one of sean's um good friends and bandmates um, and even that last one, I was panicked to the I don't want to ruin anything here. So it was like, the stress was just to the point where if if you if you feel like you do something wrong, you you know it's a, it's a huge implication. And, and uh, you know I didn't, I, I, and luckily I didn't make a lot of those mistakes. I don't think. But yeah.
0: So yeah. Jesse, two things about this before we get. I, I know we're we're going
1: yeah we're way off of, topic. I'm sorry. Well, that's topic,
0: <laughs> I warned that beforehand, right? So <laughs> I I was I was like a wedding crasher. For 10-15 years. Yeah. years before that movie yeah. came out, I was like yeah. in middle school and high school doing he was weddings awesome. with him. So yeah, I worked awesome. I, I've worked, you know, tons and tons of weddings with him. He used to take like drink Pepto Bismol out of the bottle, just chugging it out of the bottle before yeah. each wedding because yeah. he, he would get so sick to his stomach because he'd be so stressed out and nervous about it. When yeah. you say um that like it's a harder job than people realize, yeah, that is true. If you want to do it right and if you want to do a good job. Yeah. Because it's right. amazing how many events and functions you'll go to where a guy just sets up his laptop and presses play and it's the same set list or the same playlist. Yeah, play he's list got this set. Yeah. This is his wedding set list. This is yep. his club set list. This is his, his yep. you know, anniversary party set list. And it's the same things that he just sits there and plays. And if it doesn't go well, he just, well, I guess it's the crowd, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. And so it is hard if you want to do a good job. It can also it, be really easy if you just want to make money.
1: Yeah. And, you know, for those guys, and that's what always frustrates me, though, like every eighth song is the same, no matter what the function is. And yeah. um, my thing was, you, you watch the crowd and you play it and that guy over there in, in you know, the, 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 the blue tux or whatever, wants so on. So, so you got to fit him in and you got to, and you got to make sure the mother the the groom's happy. I mean, all yeah. this stuff. So you're always thinking, thinking, thinking and stuff again, if you want to do it right, but there are some guys, and this is what drove me crazy with the laptop. It, it looks like they're just checking their emails. They're not even right, really interacting with the crowd. They're up there right. doing their thing. And it's not really, it doesn't feel real. So yeah. I liked getting away from the laptops and going back to the CDs and I felt more engaged. So, yeah, Yeah.
2: Um, so, um,
1: and you know what? I'll bring it home back. I'll bring it yeah. home for you. I have to say in the 35 or so years, I played very little Bruce during the course of my career, yeah. even though it was always a favorite. Um, a lot of times I always tried to mix it up during dinner or cocktail music and, and not, play the, not play the typical Kenny G crap or yes. whatever. I always want to try to play something different. So I would play OAR a Gaslight Anthem or something and try to speak spring, yeah. a Springsteen song that people wouldn't expect. i be like, whoa, well, this is going to be good, you know? we uh, not not a lot of bruce doing of course of danceable stuff over the course of weddings or functions
2: there was a one of the last corporate things i went to um you know it was an 80s theme and we were like bruce play some board in the usa you know blow <laughs> dancing in the dark um so is at last one of the best first dance songs i mean is there do you see a theme and, and and I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but right, yeah. like you just mentioned, like, oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. And what's one that you went, OK, that's pretty unique that for a first song
1: for first dance. Um,
2: and then I promise we'll
0: get to other music. I'm yeah. just curious. I, I, I can be a little selfish here and say that ahead, I, my first dance at my wedding was very unique. Um, was. My dad didn't DJ it, but. <laughs> Uh, he did help me find find the song for the first dance, and our first dance was um, "Come to Me" by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yep. Ooh, very different, yeah.
1: Yep. So yep. that was
0: that was a little different. It's a little more upbeat, and uh, I yeah. don't know if it's ever really been used, but it was it was perfect yeah. for us. So.
2: Well, I know Hyatt has made a joke that, um, you know, if he had money for every time someone played "Have a Little Faith in Me," right. you know, at a wedding, yeah. you know, which is truly. Uh, I love that song. I mean, I yes. realized that's, you know, it's just a great song. Uh, so that's, that's pretty funny.
1: Well, it's funny. Cause you say there's a difference between a first dance, like a bride and groom first dance, yeah. because that's obviously something that they chose. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what is going to be the first dance for everybody yeah. else. And uh, again, it depends on the crowd. Sometimes you want to play something that's going to kick right away or something that's going to be slower, kind of ease yeah. people into it. So um, again, I never kind of picked at last was huge, obviously at a James, but I never, always pick the same one and almost for my own sanity i always hmm. want to try to mix it up and have something different so i'm not going to yeah. go home and feel like i'm doing the same thing every night as well so sure. you know but the good thing is there's so much good music out there there's always another song it's just yeah. just, as, just as good or better yeah.
0: the first dance that kind of kicks things off too for everyone is just as memorable mm-hmm. for yes. a lot of people and especially for the bride and yeah. groom i can tell you right first that that song at my wedding was uh, run around sue yeah it, I remember. Song. i remember every moment when that song was playing i remember mm-hmm. who i was with and everything it's like yeah. that was almost more memorable than the first dance with with my wife so yeah. don't tell i said that no yeah.
2: so i always like to start at the beginning <laughs> and so sean you i've kind of already know the answer to you so i'm going to talk to you jim um growing up was your family musical did you guys listen to a lot of music? Because when I asked Sean that, obviously he's going to go, you would not believe how much music was in my house. Yeah.
1: Um, no. Well, I don't know. Uh, my dad died when I was really young, when I was six. And so I never really knew him. Um, my mother was, uh, well, I guess, yeah, I, I, if I had to say it, I, I guess it, now thinking about it, my mother was a, was a great dancer. And she had this thing we used to call, we, her name was Ruth. And we used to call her, she was doing the Ruthie. Mm-hmm. And she would she would do this twist, um, and bite the bottom her bottom lip and lean her head back and just <laughs> and do this thing, you know. Um, and there's actually a line in 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 the song that Sean danced to um, with uh, my wife, his mom, uh-huh. uh, at their wedding, um, the wish. Uh, you know, p- pulling you know aunts and uncles pulling you up off the couch and do yeah. the twist. And that's what reminds me of it is is my mother doing that. So she was very musical that way. Uh, my sister was was a dance teacher and a dance person was she's an incredible dancer she still my, is isn't she is she, she is yeah and my and my brother um was a big he's a huge he's a great dancer too um but he was huge into music he might have been some of my early influences i can i can like remember on the you know on the, the little hi-fi in our room that we shared or, you know playing uh righteous brothers or ray charles or some of the other things that that i know he liked and um Sugar Shack by jamie Gilmore. For some reason, I remember that all the time with him. So yeah, so uh, I guess I guess without even thinking about it, probably yeah, probably yeah. was just kind of you know infused and instilled at a younger age for that. Yeah, good so, point.
2: So um, Sean, I, I I love the idea of the wish as a song for your mom. Yeah,
1: you, tears crying. Yeah, oh, everybody I,
2: I imagine. um So a long song
0: though. You don't realize how long
2: that yeah, no, until everyone's and watching so, you dance to it. So. <laughs> I remember listening to it on the car and I started crying. Mm -hmm. And so I call my mom hard not to. And, um, and my mom didn't get it at all. (laughs) What? (laughs) The the wish what 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 Jesse Wayne what are you talking about you know and it's like <laughs> Jesse oh, just... Wayne
1: not Jesse Jesse Wayne <laughs> yeah Jesse
2: Wayne yes one word Jesse Wayne uh, so so like well just how you doing mom uh, you know so that's pretty good um, so did your love of music Sean come from your dad
0: yeah I mean my mom loves music too she's just not musical yeah. okay <laughs> yeah. she has. I, if she's listening i love you mom mom yep. has no rhythm <laughs> and uh she she loves the really cheesy pop music yeah, from the 50s the and pop. 60s yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. she does love music she you know she's she good, was yeah. like yep. huge blondie fan and and all of the really kind of cheesy mm-hmm. pop poptorch family as, as we yeah. say on our show <laughs> she likes the stuff that's like deep in the cheese okay. and um <laughs> and so she's always loved music and there so there was just always music playing everywhere we went and my sister yep was big into musical theater so she mm-hmm. she would be singing all the time and all this it was just there was it was just constantly something that was happening there was never not music playing regardless of what we were doing
2: did sean did you ever have any sense of rebellion like wanting to do music that's different than what your parents liked or you just embraced it all
0: probably but hard to because dad's into everything um okay. i i I grew up so in my formative years, you know, when you're in yeah. sixth, seventh, eighth grade into high school. Um, and I know this is a question that you asked, kind of, what music were you into in high yeah. school? Um, it was during the early to late '90s, early 2000s, and it was the the height, the golden age of pop punk rock. Yeah, <laughs> and so I just got so huge into pop punk, and I'm still really into it. I listen to it every single day, and so that's that was the kind of stuff that really. I, I dove really, really deep into, uh, was pop punk, you know, Weezer blink 182 social distortion. Um, green day is probably one of the biggest influences in, in my world. So I had that side of things and I was also really into like reggae dub music. Okay. (laughs) Yep. And I still love, I still love that too. Um, but then (laughs) my, my dad was always listening to stuff like Bruce and the stompers and, and you know, some classic rock stuff. And so, I had I mean my iPod was ridiculous it was it didn't make any sense um. so,
2: so Jim do you think because of you you know your part-time gig is you know playing music do you think that's what helped you have this diversity and because you were always being explored you know people bring in new music and you're like oh I kind of like this and
1: um yes and no I think my diversity in music kind of started before and when i was doing full-time DJing, and i think i kind of got stunted in it a little um because prior to I, I had the the great opportunity and this is how i got connected with bob on on uh, bend and scoop is uh i have i have a great vinyl collection um okay. 45s and lps both and 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 boost is obviously a big part of that too but um because i worked at, at two different record stores for five and six years each, you know, Mm. so
0: collected uh, like two paychecks.
1: Yeah. I never took a paycheck home. I took it home in vinyl, which the the owners were happy to do like, sure, Jim, that's fine. Take that home (laughs) and, you know, take it out of my pay kind of thing. But uh, it was always good to like, Hey Jim, have you heard this band spiral? Like, I don't know. Let me grab that, you know? Mm -hmm. And have you heard of the power of blues? I don't know. Sure. Let me grab, you know? So I think I learned to kind of, Diversifying and kind of find different things, and maybe in the same way Sean did when when he was you know going through his his time of of middle and high school. Um, Just like what else is out there, and and I want to kind of do a deep dive and find more. Um, During the time when I was DJing heavy, um, and again it was you know I loved it; it was fun, Uh, but I did it to pay the bills too because sure. you need to make sure that you can provide for your family and i hated missing things and <clears throat> i think over the years I tried not to miss too much and did all the coaching and all the other stuff uh-huh. you do but um it, it, music wasn't wasn't fun for me for a while there it was a job uh-huh. and so when you come home you know from friday saturday and sunday and you're you playing an old time rock and roll and celebration or whatever happens to be i didn't want to listen to music so i kind of when i stopped i kind of got back into listening to different things and Sean and I started having those conversations again and, and music was, was exciting again for me. So I think for a long time, I mean also, you know, during that time I was following a couple, three bands and that was, that was my, my, they were my Bible. You know, I was going every Southside show, every Bruce show and the local band of stomp is out of Boston and they were my thing, you know? Okay. Um, so I kind of got stunted a little with, with knowing and, and, and learning about new music. Um, you know and sean was was growing at the same time doing this and you know he was never a, a rebellious like oh i'm gonna go listen to this because you don't want me to yeah. he was always hungry for something else because while he was listening his stuff and i was you know playing other stuff and you know we make every trip we we go on is there's always a, a cd or a cassette or you know an i i list something like you have yeah. to listen to, to the to the vacation list um and then on weekends he's coming to work with me you know yeah. and, and and playing weddings so um never rebellious just he was always hungry for more and um and you know he played in the band and you know plays guitar and trumpet and tuba and all that kind of stuff too so so
2: so did you start playing a band in high school sean uh
0: i got my first guitar speaking of the wish my parents bought me my first guitar and when i was in i want to say seventh grade probably it was a, a crate package the whole thing amp guitar gig bag strap everything was probably like a hundred bucks so uh, you know the 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 way that most people start when they're kids and uh, played a couple you know mashed a couple power chords and some talent shows at school and then started (laughs) started a uh, a pop punk band in high school and uh, did that for a few years played in a couple bands with kind of a few of the same people and then I just kind of did stuff on my own through college, you know, didn't really do too much, just kind of played for myself. But mm-hmm. then at the end of my college career, uh, I had a couple of my fraternity brothers who were, they would play music together and they hooked up with a couple of cats from, um, from Berkeley that we knew through mutual friends. And they started a band and they said, Hey, we're looking for a bass player. And I said, Hey, I have a bass that I got at a pawn shop back in <laughs> high school, Um I'll try it. <laughs> I'll play bass. Sure. Yeah. You know, my, my punk band in, uh, in high school ended up needing a bass player. So I, I switched from guitar to bass. And so I was like, yeah, I play bass. Let's do it. And uh, I played with that band for a handful of years. We <laughs> killed we it. We got really popular in the Boston area really quickly. Got some serious followings and uh, almost won a competition to go play at London calling with Paul McCartney. Wow. Um. Yeah. It, it happened too fast uh Mm -hmm. all of that stuff kind of happened over just a couple years and so yeah
1: they were very good it
0: it it fizzled out it didn't you know we had someone uh, that one of our guitarists got a kind of had a panic attack and had to quit and then we had trouble replacing him. and then our singer went and started working with someone else and so it just kind of fizzled out but um probably some of the most amazing years of my life playing playing music around boston providence
2: so the reason i asked is and and i appreciate the story and that sounds fun um my my wife's older brother um ralph is about 10 years older than linda and so um he um the heyday of the garage band in the 60s right like he's graduating high school like in 67 68 had a garage band you know played at the c i mean he's bruce he played at the cyo he played at the you know the you know the different
1: american legion yeah all these different
2: things and his uh her dad uh ray carroll um would um drive them when they were still in high school and he'd play with the little lights but what ralph loves to tell is at 16 he's the only kid that had to report his 50 bucks to the irs dad ray carroll made him
1: do the paperwork
2: (laughs) and ralph's like what you know, and so we, I laugh at that all the time. But you know, yeah,
1: that's serious. Yeah, Ray was, Ray was serious. Yes, yeah, so it was it.
2: Um, so Jim, how did you discover Bruce and what about him spoke to you?
1: Um, what's funny that that question of, you know, what do you listen to high school? Uh, for me, it wasn't Bruce at yeah. the time. Uh, I graduated '75, which obviously was, was a born to run time and all that. Yeah. But, um, I was probably, I want to say sophomore in college, 77-ish or so. And yeah. a buddy of mine and two other friends, you know, crazy college kids um, living in Massachusetts. It's it's um, the day after Christmas. We just had a two feet of snow, snowstorm. Yeah. It's like, let's go to Florida. Uh-huh. So we jumped in. Uh, my buddy, Brian Raymond's duster. Um hooked up a uh, an a-track underneath his seat and everyone brought a couple eight tracks and he happened to bring, he was, he was into Bruce at the time. He happened to bring born to run wild and innocent and greetings. And we all took turns and whoever was driving had, had the, uh, the option of, you know, of you know, it's, it's my choice kind of thing. And so sure. three of us were complaining, like, Oh, what is this guy? This is terrible. I don't know. And by the time I think we hit the uh, the border in, in the sunshine state, we were all fans and never looked back after that. So.
2: That's great. That's yeah, a
1: good story. Yeah. That's that was neat. Fun.
2: And so you grew up with Bruce in the house,
0: right, Sean? Yeah. I think it was probably the first my dad probably made sure it was one of the first things I heard when I after I was born.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You had a born to run pin on the outfit that you came home, you know, with with the the, the, the sneakers hanging from oh, the that. end of the guitar. Wait,
0: hold on. Hold on.
1: Yeah, hanging hanging from on your shirt coming back from the um from the hospital. Yeah. probably still has it right you're
0: gonna love you're gonna love this okay oh okay (laughs) this is my guitar strap okay that this is the guitar strap from my crate you you have the same strap the the very first strap i got in like seventh grade look at this
2: oh i love that that is awesome yep yeah there we can there we can yep oh man that's is. awesome
0: got that pin on the strap right there mm. yep. yes
2: <laughs> listeners for you not seeing, yes he just showed the uh sneakers that's that's too cool the you you talked about overhearing it and hearing it over and over again jim but can you articulate why you know even after that trip you started like checking out and learning more about the music
1: well i i first off i was a captive audience you know yeah, yeah. um and and i had a really good salesman in my buddy brian um who would explain why we had to, to to love this and yeah um and i and it's still my favorite i think the one that made me fall in love more was uh was the wild and the innocent innocent album mm-hmm. um and then you know of course you, you try to get to some shows um and it was in between a couple of those years when there weren't a lot of shows, but. Mm-hmm. know around darkness and all that um and then fast forward to when i was in college uh my junior year started going to the river shows um many many of them and you know drive all night and and race in the street and and there was one point um a show in boston and i ended up getting tickets fairly close to the stage which is always a a challenge as we all know with with any kind of brew show stuff but just getting in the building never mind getting close um and it was a moment during jungle land when it, it was the moment of the old, I know now why people like this guy and, and I and why I'm going to get into it so much during the jungle land it was um, just clarence wailing on the sax at the end you know with that crazy solo and springsteen was up on the piano with the one spotlight on him you know get the image here uh-huh. and just pumping his fist to you know on the beat um, while clarence is just wailing away on the sax is like okay I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> That's it. And and then from there on in, you know. And then during college, it was always, you you're always like one step away from 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 greatness because you know Southside would do the college tour. Well, you know, you saw Southside a million times, and he came, you know, and and, and you got a chance to meet him and Eddie Manny and a bunch of other guys. Oh. And then John Cafferty was in the area, so like, okay, I'm gonna go see Cafferty, and it's almost Bruce. And then you let you gotta love Bob Seger in the early days, and it's not almost Bruce, but it's not and stuff. So it was always kind of like there, but but, you know, it was always that that was the uh, the top of the mountain kind of thing. And and probably those years in college is when when it all kind of started to formulate and it just kind of got cemented my last couple of years in college. And then then we were in and then, you know, then you bring your your, your daughter and your son and your wife along yeah. for the ride and, and and it's on. So, yeah.
0: So it's I always think like- how, how much it evolves from there, like, you know, other bands that break off as an influence from him for bands like the Gaslight Anthem, oh, which yeah. is my absolute fi- Brian Fallon is my Bruce yeah you know you got to understand like that that's my generation's Bruce Springsteen and I uh I am completely obsessed with them and that was the first I made sure that a song by the Gaslight Anthem was the first song that my recently born daughter heard okay So, so
2: I always like to preface this question with the caveat I think the number of times you've seen Bruce is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are, depending on your age, your economic situation, where you live. I mean, just, there's a whole lot of factors, but for the record, do you guys track how many times you've seen them? And if so, can you share the number?
1: Good, Sean.
0: I don't keep track. Cause I go, I've been to so many okay. concerts over <laughs> during my life, probably, <laughs> okay. probably five or six times. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, and Sean and I have that unique thing where we go to a show, and whether it's Bruce or anybody, and we're those kind of crazy people that just have our eyes wide open, and you know, want to watch the music and and watch what's going on and the nuance of the stage and mm-hmm. all that. We're not there just to grab another beer and walk in front of the people in front of us. And it, like, we can't. That drives us crazy. Like we're here for music. Even at a Jimmy Buffett show, like we're really interested. Like everybody else is passing out and partying, and we're you know we're mm-hmm. we're, we're paying attention to the chords and stuff. I mean, and I, I know there's some some crazies out there that oh, I've, and, and and you you know you're nobody unless you're in the 120 or 150 right. range stuff like this. Like those guys disgust me because I, I, I it's not about keeping score. Um, I've been to probably over 70. I think Sean, you're close to the eight or ten that we've been to mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is I've been to Asbury Park several times. Um, I, I, my my wife when I turned 50 um was such a good person that she instead of like you know let's do something you know you know fiftieth birthday. yeah she <laughs> she she booked a, a um a trip to beautiful downtown cleveland and we went to the oh. rock and roll hall of fame hall of fame because um there was a special bruce exhibit there so we went to that um, oh nice and I, and I met him i met him um during the um uh, human touch tour, uh, when it, he wasn't as popular, quote unquote. And tell went me and that out, story went and hung out at the Four Seasons Hotel in Boston and kind of you know just creeped on him for the whole time. Me and my buddy Dave Decker, who's absolutely a stitch, like the, the Dave Decker stories <laughs> that I could tell <laughs> another one forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, a legend. Yeah, um, we finally get in the hotel, we're just kind of chilling, reading the paper, and we look fairly respectable because we're not just kids and stuff. And Dave is, is like a nervous, you know, chicken with his head's cut off. So he's his head's on a, on a swivel, he's like, Dave, gotta chill, relax, we going to went up to the top floor to the to the um uh to where the, the gym was and yeah. met the the whole band which was the other band you know right. with shane and crystal and all that group and everything during during that tour and they said oh it's good to meet you and they got all their autographs and all this stuff he said well okay just let you know Bruce is going to be coming down with Patty and said right at three o'clock there'll be a black van in front you know be ready uh and just be re- relaxed because you don't want to be too aggressive but he'll probably see you it was like oh this is great so Dave's like freaking out and everything else <laughs> So we go down back to the lobby and we're chilling and waiting an hour or two beforehand and stuff. So I have to go feed the meter and I come back out and, you know, Dave's out in the street, you know, kicking, kicking stones. Like what happened? What are you doing? Uh, one of the, the one of the guys in the hotel like kicked me out because I looked, didn't look like I belonged. It's like, ah, oh, you're killing me, Dave. You know? <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. But we got a chance to, you know, it was one of those where he pulled out he and Patty are coming into, into the vans. Uh, you know, and I, I got a great, uh, autograph, um, of of he and roy bitten on the um in fact i, I have it here on um the, the the badlands uh sheet music oh nice um i'll show it to you in a second but it, and uh so he came out and um literally his bodyguard god who um oh, i can't remember his name but he wrote he wrote a song for when he passed away a couple of years yeah. ago um, terry yeah right, right um terry yeah. terry um was there and he was like Six foot hundred, you know, just this monster of yeah. a guy, and his arms were up, like not letting us by. And Bruce just looked around, and there weren't a lot of people there because he wasn't as popular right then. You mm-hmm. know, it was yeah. easy to get tickets and stuff. And he just kind of gave the nod, and all of a sudden, Terry's arms came, you know, went down, and the 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 um, the seas parted, and we went in. and We sat in the van with them for almost twenty to thirty minutes. Wow! Talk music, um, got autographs. Um, I had, one of the things I've learned over the years with with artists is you you bring them and give them something. You don't just ask for something from them. Yeah. So I had some really cool pictures of them when when him when he played in UMass. That um, some really good views of a guitar that I guess was pretty rare. Um, of uh, I guess the image of a man standing under a um like sideways under a street streetlight playing guitar. Sure. And it was like some famous guitar that I think is in rock and roll fame right now. Uh-huh. And i brought him pictures and he was showing patty like oh i've never seen that before so she, she was very interested and we talked a little bit and you know said our thank yous and dave was was puking you know falling all <laughs> yeah. over himself. He was hilarious uh and i was trying to be the cool guy and stuff and shook his hand and you know said you can you come to the show tonight it's like no nah, we couldn't get tickets and anything else and you know we were hoping to say like well here's some but he'd never, he'd never yeah, stepped he never um yeah. but we didn't need to at that point so i mean yeah. i i based my my bruce niss on situations like that or going to asbury park or you know in 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 circumstances like that as much as you know oh i've been to so many shows and i've been in yeah. the pit and you know there, there are shows <laughs> the that pit. i chose yeah, no not to go i want to go, didn't go. well no there is there is it's hard to get in there but um it's just it's not the same pit as as dropkick murphy's kind of pit but um <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I didn't like and didn't go to the to- cho- chose to not go to the the Tom Joe shows. I just didn't like that that venue. I hate outdoor shows. I hate them. With the exception of Fenway, you know, when we went to the Fenway, yeah. but just Fenway's because it's a un- horrible place to see a
0: concert. Yep. Ugh.
1: But just the just the outdoors at Gillette and some of the other places with the idea of the unpredictable weather. And, you know, you, you get tickets four million miles away and you're looking at a screen and stuff. You know, it's just it's not the same. So uh, there's shows I've chosen not to go to, you know, and I don't yeah. just I just don't go to kind of add them up to my list and everything, But I'd say 70, probably 70 okay. plus, you know, just kind of, you know, over the years. Again, I'm doing it for 35 years, so it's been a while. Yeah.
2: So beep, I'm changing the subject. So yeah, sorry, I, know, I'm ta- I talked no, way no, too no, much no. about that. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I don't want anyone to get whiplash, but um, <laughs> uh, so I am totally like you don't, you know, fasten your seatbelts. Um, are you happy for Brady winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. Or are you bitter?
0: For me, football meant nothing this year. This, was okay. a, this is a total of wash. I stopped looking at my fantasy team about three weeks into it. (laughs) Okay. Um, just football was, was not a thing for me. So the super bowl happened. It was the most anticlimactic thing ever. And it's one of those things where we've seen Brady win so many games. It just looked like him winning another game, especially since he's thrown to Gronk. Right. Yeah. It, it felt like a Patriots game and And it was a boring
1: game. It was a boring game. It was boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm happy for him and there's a part of me that that's okay with that. Um, but on my my draft kings i was betting against them i thought mahomes was going to step up and and not be intimidated and um yeah. because they the uh the bucks got smacked in, you know, wasn't in november mahomes december it was the Mahomes that lost that game for them it wasn't you know it, wasn't. It, it was it was the uh the bucks secondary that won it really is what it was yeah. even is more than brady you know they just shut down mahomes i, I just thought that mahomes was going to own him you know and yeah. uh, but
2: um no, i'm happy for him you know it's Good. Fun. i'm just it's curious fun. Yeah. um
1: yeah. We're, no we're not no bitterness passionate. that he, he left us and everything else. Yeah. We're, Sean and I are both more Celtics and Bruins fans. OK. Than, than, and, and, you know, Red I, Sox was, are I was I was more upset but, yeah. about
0: Zidane O'Chara
1: leaving. Yes. Bruins. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Um, Because
2: I'm just curious, because, you know, it took Chris, my son, a long time to forgive Steve Nash for leaving the Mavericks. Yes. Like he, <laughs> he took a yeah. Nash. Jersey and he put it on the fireplace. You know, and he's like yep. traitor. I'm like, no. I mean,
0: Cuban it, didn't it,
2: sign him. And you it's know.
0: always it's like always inevitable. I mean, Johnny Damon went to the Yankees.
1: Yes, a, yeah,
0: years ago, and we mm-hmm. thought it was the end of the world. And then next season, you kind of just stopped caring. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay, hell. Yeah. No? yeah. The right. coolest thing about the Boston teams is that's that's unique, and you know this because football is such a, a big thing in, in in Texas as well. Yeah, that it becomes life. You know, and it, yeah. it's not just one sport in in, in the Boston area. It's you know, when, when the Red Sox are playing, the other teams will will post things on social media, like good yeah. luck, you know. So it, right. they really do support each other. And then when one of those, I mean, it's, it's almost like there's, there's written rules. So when one of those quote unquote traders comes back and yeah. plays as a visitor, you cheer them the first time and then you boo them the rest of the time. But you give them the respect that they need. Mm-hmm. You don't have to cheer okay. them. Like, you know, you don't cheer for Paul Pierce the entire game. You cheer at the end when he makes a three or something like that, but you know he's mm-hmm. he's the enemy now. Or Johnny Damon, you cheer when he when he comes up the first time, but the next inning is like you know now he's the enemy. He's because he's a yeah. Yankee. you know so it's is that kind of thing. But it's a, it's a healthy respect, you know, and and people understand it's the it's the economics of it and also. You know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I will tell you when uh, when Dirk retired and yes. um, Larry Bird was there among all these other, they had all these legends there on his last kind of. Home yep. game that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we we yep. went to um, Kevin Garnett's last home game in Boston, yep. and he didn't play yes. because wow. he was on a very strict schedule. For that season, of mm-hmm. he'll play two games and he'll sit two games, yeah. and it just happened to fall into it's the Celtics' last game that season. Wow, of his, before he yeah. was retiring, and it fell into one of the games that he wasn't playing, and we thought for sure he was going to go in. Yeah, the there was minutes. no way
1: he wasn't going yeah, to play. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I, I about
0: it was that, so yeah. that was that was tough. Yeah, I bet that the entire was, I was game. following him from the T Wolves days, and I, right. I loved Kevin Garnett, yeah. and I was, yeah. I really wanted to see that.
1: And the entire game, everybody, everyone's eyes were not watching the game; they were watching, you know, anytime that you know he got up to blow his nose, people were going crazy. Yeah, like staring. at it like, okay, yeah. this is gonna yeah. happen. This is, this is gonna it. Happen. Here it comes. Stuff. Yeah. And it never happened. Stuff, but yeah. Um, good. I, I forgot about that, Sean. Thanks for yeah. yeah. That. So,
2: um, <laughs> any you? That's a great story about meeting Bruce any other concert stories or shows stories from shows you might want to share it's not necessarily bruce
0: yeah i have a, a a great memory from a bruce show and it was um when dad one of the shows we went to actually every show i've been to has been with you um yeah, it's great bruce at least and uh one of the most memorable ones is when we went to albany we drove albany's really far away <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't realize how far it was
1: three and a half hours yeah yeah on a About good day longer yeah. Than that. but yeah, yeah we
0: drove there and saw him play at like the egg and uh and then we drove back that night and it was a school night and wow that's a yeah. that's a tough night but yeah. um one thing and, I and wait a minute
1: and it was snowing it was a snowstorm
0: yeah and icy
1: yeah on the way oh. back it was it was nasty. Yeah, yeah
0: it was it was some dedication let's say that right but um it was it was Christmas time. And I remember near the end, it was maybe during the first encore or something. Somebody threw a a Santa hat on the stage from the top balcony. Right. Mm -hmm. And then everybody else in the crowd started throwing Santa hats on stage. And it was like raining Santa Claus hats (laughs) onto the stage. And he just, he looks at Clarence and he just goes, I think they're trying to tell us something. (laughs) (laughs) And so he picked one up and put one on and they played, uh, they played a couple of the, you know, the ones that Santa Claus is Coming to Town and yeah. uh, Merry Christmas Merry Baby, Christmas yeah. Baby yeah. Yeah. which, you know, they they come some of the biggest Christmas songs yeah. that you hear. And, and, and all those it was really from memorable. the back
1: of the room made their way to stage. Everybody kept pushing them forward, pushing them forward. Yeah. And, yeah. And the I mean, stage the stage was, the stage was, was red literally red. It was covered yeah. with
0: Santa Claus. That's it was hilarious. was really, really cool. It was yep. a cool moment. That's a cool night. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. It's funny.
1: I, I was going to mention that, too. That was fun. And it was it was a harrowing because you had school the next day. And I think you had basketball game or practice and everything else your coach would have killed you for being out the night before or something but yeah it was a harrowing drive back at 20 miles an hour on a mass pike you know in in ice you know Mm -hmm. but it was worth it you know kind of thing yeah yeah
2: yeah that's that's great that's funny
1: because sean said has sean said that you know every show he's been to we've been together and stuff um one of the things that and i don't even know why but whenever i hear the the song badlands i always think of sean you know
0: i i've always loved that song that's that's been one of my favorite bruce songs mm-hmm. my whole so whenever, life as long as i've known it and
1: whenever i hear it, it's like okay I'm, sean's thinking of me i'm thinking of Sean. Or something, but there's something like and i don't know what it is maybe that's because the first time we went to a show that was what he opened with or something i don't know but yeah that's uh that's a song that always kind of gives me goosebumps and i always think of this guy you know so it's pretty cool yeah that's very
2: that song. nice love that song. um any thoughts on the jeep commercial
0: it was a jeep commercial yeah
2: there you go it was fair good. Enough.
0: i mean yeah, it was a it was a Super Bowl commercial. It was a, yeah. a schmaltzy, yeah. heart wrenching Super Bowl commercial. Yep. Well, isn't it cool? Yeah, that <laughs> was know? cool. All right. So
1: I, I have I- a strong I have a strong opinion about it. But, yeah, you know, well, I, please. I, what I what I've written a few times today on, on social media is um, because people are, are so galvanized still, you know, and it's like, well, you know, meet in the middle. I don't care about going to meeting with those Nazis there. Yeah. You know, and other people like, oh, the Christianity because it was shown in the church. Like, yeah. What I've written a couple of times is, um, I remember how I put it. I, I stole it from someone else. I wasn't creative at all. Yeah. But something like the the whole reason why the Bruce Springsteen Jeep commercial was shown was or, or is needed. No, it was shown shows how needed it was that there was a Bruce Springsteen Jeep commercial. So it's yeah. kind of like you know that's what I agree. we needed and stuff. Yeah. You know? So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I you know I did a quick little episode talking about it, and you know, like I said, you know. I, I, I don't think going into the middle means you ignore the things we need to do as a nation, you know. So, yeah. um, I have a couple of questions about the podcast. Um, how do you pick
0: the songs? It's very difficult, okay, because we have lists right? <laughs> that are miles long. yes, we long. do, yeah. Um, okay. and I like <laughs> the way that i tend to do it is you know i listen to my playlist on shuffle all the time and just if you know you're a big music guy you know you know what this is you you listen Mm -hmm. to a song all of a sudden one time you hear it and it hits you different and you're like that's the one and then you listen to it on repeat 10 times Mm -hmm. in in a row and you know and then i'm so we don't usually tell each other what songs we're going to do until right before we record because we'll we'll bounce back you know i'm thinking about doing this song think about doing that song and then uh i'll, I'll be like hey i'm gonna do this megan trainer song right now and we're gonna we're gonna talk about booties uh <laughs> okay. on this on this episode because i just heard it again and it's dope and i really want to talk about it and so like that's usually how it happens um we we just we have such massive playlists that it's hard to choose but sometimes we'll say okay well we've done two or three, you know, rock songs in a row. Maybe I'm, I'm going to try to find something that's like pop or I'm okay. going to try to find something that is maybe uh, a little more like folky or, you know, different genre that we haven't done in a while. What I tend to do, we kind of approach it from different philosophies here. Dad tends to approach it from a, a, an outlook of this is a great song that you maybe haven't heard that you should check out. Uh, that it should be on your list because because it, it's really great. And here's why I like to take the approach of you think, you know, this song, you think you don't like it, or it's super cheesy. Uh, but let me walk you through why it was so popular or why people yeah. like it. Um, and that's the, that's really kind of how it all started. I said, I said I went to dad and I was like, I want to do a podcast because I want to talk about how amazing um, the juice newton song is uh angel of the morning i said <laughs> okay. i want to yep. i want to i want to talk about what makes that song amazing because it's incredible and he just went shut up <laughs> juice newton <laughs> and so you know um that's kind of how it started so i tend to take take songs that i think people don't really appreciate enough that i think they just said this is so cheesy it's just you know it, it just it, why was this ever popular and they don't really give it a second thought
1: Give Jim. him some examples. Give him some examples, yeah. Sean. Uh, aiky breaky heart.
0: Achey breaky heart. Let me. Yeah, let me just Delilah.
1: Delilah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Thunder by. Um, who did Thunder, Sean?
0: Imagine Dragons. You you would never Imagine even heard Dragons. that song when we did. I that. hadn't.
1: You know, songs that that like you're gonna do that. Okay, let's go. And, you know, and mind a little more predictable and I try to not do something that's going to be either deep in the cheese or, yeah. you know, oh, he's the old guy, so he's going to pick old songs stuff, so we, we're always trying to mix it up that way, but yeah, he, he pulls somewhere. out these songs out of Noah like, what? I mean, okay, I can give go. you a little
0: preview of stuff that we haven't done that's on my list here. Shadow, uh, Shadows of the Night by Pat Benatar. I love Pat Benatar. Okay. Um, uh, Istanbul, Not Constantin- not Constantinople by They Might Be Giants. Uh, Let's see. Big Girls Don't Cry. Love Today by Mika. You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore. Incredible
1: song.
2: Oh, that Um, does seem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anything, anything by
0: Meatloaf, really.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out to Sam for that one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. My wife, my wife loves Meatloaf. And yeah, just like, you know, I I try to find stuff that people, uh, uh, I try to get a good mix of songs that people know and maybe, Uh could listen to a little bit closer and appreciate it more and find kind of a newfound appreciation for that song and i also try to mix in songs that i just love because i want to talk about what i love about them and and the name of the podcast again the name of the podcast is you're not listening okay it's technically you're not listening a music podcast we added that second part for seo but the main name of the show is you're not listening or we call (laughs) it ynl a lot too yeah do you do and two what, songs every episode? Yeah, we each bring a song to the table okay. every
1: episode. Yep. nice. And one of the, one of the things that we have in the queue, um, and we're waiting for the right moment because we probably want to do it in person because we do it now here at like my this. house, and Sean Sean's got his studio, you know, in his his house. Uh, is he or I might do um, the Killers? Um,
0: yeah, it's going to be song, a joint Sean? joint thing,
1: right? The, um, what's the song by the Killers we want to do? Sean? Uh, so on the road
0: yeah so the story behind it is uh and thunder
1: road is the other one so
0: the song the run the song runaways by the runaway right Um, right i was watching that on youtube just listening to it on youtube and I, i breezed through the comments and someone said one comment that was highlighted said this song is this generation's thunder road and that hit me like a ton of bricks and i listened to it very very closely after reading that and they are there's a lot of really interesting similarities and continuities between those songs and so we're gonna at some point we are gonna do a lot of really really deep listening to those two songs and and compare them side by side on an episode it's gonna be epic I don't know when we're gonna do it but I'm really excited (laughs) we gotta
1: gear ourselves up for that because that's a special one we've been talking about that for months now yeah yeah.
0: oh we can't hear you Jesse I muted myself I did a
2: series uh, for a while Um, the uh, I did um, song battles, you know, yeah. like um, "This Land Is Your Land" and "We Shall Overcome." Like, which is mm. better for Bruce? Mm. And you know, uh, dancing uh, in Bruce's the dark version
0: of "This Land Is Your Land" is one of my favorite Bruce right. recordings yes. ever. I love yes. that.
2: And so, I think that's that's going to be interesting. I um, I just pulled this up and I, I just hit subscribe and I'm looking kind of at things you guys have done that that looks fun. Um. The uh, I'm looking forward to now the Mary when I ask you the Mary question, because mm. um I, I'm, I'm now going like, OK, they, they should be able to give us some thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> what What's in the future for the podcast? You already talked a little bit, but is there do you
0: like the format? What are you doing? Do you personally, I love it because I came up with it, so. Okay. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have tried to push dad into doing it if I didn't, mm-hmm. if I didn't love it, but I love podcasting. I have a deep, I mean, that's what I do for my career and my, my nine to five is podcasting. So um, I, I love the format. I think we've really found something special. Uh, having the the father son connection mm-hmm. and some stories that we share and, and uh, our personal opinions, like you said, they're coming from different perspectives. So yeah, um, I, I love it. We're going to kind of just keep doing what we're doing. You know, we, we were recently picked up by a podcast network called Pantheon Podcasts. Um, oh, very an amazing nice. podcast network if you like music if you like music podcasts, check out pantheon and um there's a ton of shows on there for for music lovers oh, and all music yeah all it's all it's all music they they are a the the out, Jesse, music podcast network and um okay nice so so that was a really big boost of confidence for us you know we must be doing something right um if we get picked up by this network so we're we're just chugging along you know i i just had my third kid so yeah we're we're really trying to f- schedule and 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 get things in when we can, but uh, it it the consistency has been tough for us. But uh, you know we're gonna just keep chugging along.
2: And do you do any other podcast, Sean?
0: I do. So I uh, my first podcast I ever had was called Jump Off Time. I did that with a couple of my friends. It was horrible. We we faded <laughs> out and no one ever listened <laughs> to it because we didn't have any direction or or theme. Okay. It was fun. It was fun.
1: So <laughs> it was basically
0: me and my two friends just talking about whatever, which is just never works um but the podcast that i have now for my regular job is called aquademia and it's a a seafood and sustainability podcast because i I work in the seafood industry okay and my nine to five basically podcasting about seafood so if anyone's interested in seafood hit me up
2: (laughs) nice uh my uh my, my day gig is i run a contact center for the um roadside assistance in the rv industry And so our marketing person came to us and said, "Um, I'm thinking about a podcast and like a whatever I can do to help you. And um, I I don't know if they're going to convince me um, (laughs) to be the host or not. I mean, I don't know if they're going to want or they want someone a little more polished, but I would like – they nothing already have.
1: Make, I can tell. You're in. You can tell. Nothing you're, would you're make you're me in. happier than to
2: be able to say, yeah, and I do a podcast for my day job as well. Uh, it's, you know. it's
0: really cool when people say, what do you do? And you say, oh, I, I'm a podcaster.
2: Yeah, that is like, very that's, cool.
0: That's your job. Yeah. All
2: that's right. Cool. Um, what have I not asked you that I should have?
1: Go ahead, Sean.
0: I, I don't
1: know. I, I had some things I wanted to share. Um, Please do in some some visuals
0: oh, okay. you, you didn't ask us what our favorite songs and albums were i will say No. Oh, okay yeah
2: please i want to hear that okay
1: this is my autographed i don't know if you can see it or not
0: yeah it's always it's always the best when there's visual gags in an audio media yeah, absolutely right right absolutely no we can, can see what's going on yeah uh, <laughs> like the pin and the yeah. uh and the yes. Autograph. yeah
1: yes <laughs> in my my Southside johnny jacket in my background over here
0: so. nice very nice
2: well nice. you guys mentioned Badlands uh while you're going what other songs or albums uh thoughts on Letter to You?
0: Uh I love it so far. I haven't gotten a chance to really listen closely to it. Yeah. Okay. I I've I've listened to a few songs a couple times and I, I like it. I enjoy it. It's it's not Tom Joad. Um so <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um I I yeah. need to I need to listen more closely. For me uh my top <laughs> songs, you know, every album sounds so different so right my favorite songs kind of change depending on how i'm feeling but some that a couple that always are mainstays on the top of my list is of course badlands we talked about badlands and thunder road a lot um yeah um thundercrack is probably my favorite bruce song okay uh because mainly because of the, the amazing guitar solo in it um, and that's one song that I have not heard live, and I would absolutely go bananas, B A N A N A S, if
2: and it seems I was able to hear
0: him play He it live. plays that in Boston sometime. So
2: yeah. I'm surprised you I've guys haven't caught that. Okay.
0: No, no. Okay. I've heard him play Ramrod, which I didn't think I would, but I, I yeah, I've never heard Thundercrack, and that's one, of, one okay. of my favorites. And then another one of my favorites is um, Incident. On, okay. Uh, was it was a 50. Seven. Yeah. 7th 7th yes.
1: street. Okay. <laughs> I always want to say 52nd street too. And yeah, 52nd. and
0: yeah, I was I was going to say 52nd too, but um yeah. the thing that gets me about that is the pretty much I listen to the whole song so I can hear the the piano at the end, which is yeah. some of the most beautiful piano music I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. So, um, I agree. Absolutely love that. And as far as albums go, uh, the the ones that came out during my middle school years were um, live in New York. Okay. Which I love. And I'll watch that DVD any day, anytime. Um, mm-hmm. And The Rising. Okay. I don't listen to The Rising very often, but when I do, it's one of those moments that kind of puts you in back in that. And, yeah. and it's not emotions that you want to feel, right? But it feels good to feel strong emotions, you know. And that album takes me right, right there. So. Um...
2: So my father died on the 10 year anniversary of 9 11. And uh, so I I say that I listen to The Rising and Johnny Cash every 9/11 in just memory of the tragedy of the towers and then to remember my dad. So yeah. Yep. Uh, how about you, Jim? Uh, favorite albums and songs, and what are songs you haven't heard live that you'd love to hear?
1: Um, yeah, actually, I thought about this because I listened to, to some of your podcasts and I knew these questions were coming, so I tried to figure it out. And this is. It's hard because it's thank almost you for like listening. You know, by the way, yeah. Well, and and thank you for for what you do, and uh, also sorry for your loss with your dad too. That's that's very powerful yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Um, But it's like saying, okay, you know, what's your favorite son, your daughter? You know, what's your favorite uh-huh. kid? Kind of thing. Um, it's Sean. Elbow, but that's it's what Sean it's right? Yeah. they don't yeah, need to tell the yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Katie didn't ask you to yeah. be on a podcast well, with her. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. No. No. Hi, Katie. How are you, honey? I love you. Um, it's funny because talk about your, your dad, I had um. And, and this is going to be a little bit of sacrilege for, for some of the Springsteen fanatics that are out there, but, um, we had a similar situation that, you know, um, you know how Bruce is a healing factor a lot of times. And, yeah. uh, we lost a daughter. Um, and, uh, my, I had one week where we lost uh, my, a daughter who was still born, who's still mm. born and my mom died three days later Oh wow! In the, in the same week. And a month later or less than that, about three weeks later, I'm starting a new job. That's an hour and a half away. Um, mm. So the drive to and from work of oh, this job, I love, by the way, it was, it was a yeah. great job down in Belchertown mass, but um there was, I would listen to a lot of Bruce and it uh-huh. was the, the, the lucky town, human touch kind of stuff. And um I, there's some songs on those things like roll of the dice. Um, human touch. Uh, not no, not as much human touch. No, um, I like that one. You know, um, I, I actually roamed down to look him for a second, but leap of faith probably. Yeah um roll of dice uh certainly want to maybe local hero i mean yeah. that, that kind of stuff which i know is sacrilege for you know true bros fans because they don't look at that stuff as the real stuff Sun- thunder road is huge for me uh always sure. has been always will be um uh, certainly sandy i think is my probably number one and my number one album probably uh was my first i mean i had all the vinyls in it, but when you start to duplicate your your uh your record collection uh and you and you started buying cds the first time yeah. my first cd was wild and innocent for sandy and new york city serenade and east street shuffle and and you know incident and all that kind of stuff too so i'm, I'm right there too and a lot of it is like you said sean that that guitar uh, Excuse me that um Piano. Uh, that piano at the end yeah it's just which which is powerful whether it kicks in into rose leader or not i, which I could is, yeah. literally
0: i could literally talk about those 18 seconds yeah, for yeah. probably an hour yep,
1: yep.
2: so yep. before we recorded i was talking to uh betsy hodges for a second interview um and i have this um songs of your life where there's 11 questions and you answer um then they're then the The answer has to be Springsteen songs, and you can only use one song once. And so, wow. um, <laughs> and the she the song you could hear over and over again. She said that she believes that uh, she goes. I believe that when you die, and you're met by Saint Peter, whoever you can ask any question you want and get the answers. And some people may ask, "Who killed JFK?" or you know, whatever happened. She goes, my question is how many hours have I spent listening to Thunder Road?
1: <laughs> uh, okay. She goes,
2: because I cannot even imagine how many hours in my life I have listened to that song. Um, so I, yeah, I get that. I get that a lot.
1: Well, and, and take that one before you go on further, yeah. Jesse, one of the, the podcasts that Sean and I were asked to be on, um, music musings, yeah uh, i actually guy, was going to
0: call them out music musing tweeted at me while we were doing this sending me songs yes uh, yeah. and, and saying Great you're folks. welcome i mean that's this yeah. is this is the life that we live you know we're, yeah. we're um, in this community. one of the
1: questions that came up is what are the untouchables yeah what are songs that should never and can never be covered and i i i said at the time you know we were talking about several different songs during the course of the podcast that was that was our, our task during the day, during the day but um i've thought about this since since i've been prepping for this and listening to you and i'm thinking thunder road yeah i don't know if it can be and it's talking about sacrilege i don't know if anybody should ever cover that that song i think think it might be perfect
0: i think that song needs to be covered i think people need to perform that song for themselves
2: did did you guys hear melissa etheridge tell that story during the lockdown Mm -hmm. about her you know she talked about that Acoustical show. Have you guys heard the story she shared about that? I, I heard it like about Jim. it when
1: back in the day when she was yeah. doing it when the live perform- but I didn't hear it during the, the lockdown. Did yeah. she tell a different story? Or was it? Well, she what told was the, the story? story.
2: She told the story that you know she's doing this unplugged or you know this special, and they say who do you want? And Melissa Etheridge is like, um, Bruce Springsteen. Okay, let's see if we can get him. <laughs> and he says yes. So she's like, okay. So they're going to do Thunder Road, and if you. She says, go pull up on YouTube and watch this and you'll see. It's
1: a great performance.
2: Every time we practice. And I told him, I said, Bruce, I have to say, (laughs) now Mary, climb in. Okay. I mean, I I have to say that line because for so many times I I couldn't sing about a female, you know, protagonist because I was in the closet. This is incredibly important to me. Like, okay, do that line so she said every rehearsal she didn't sing the line and so if you watch the live promotion it's true go afterwards she giggles you see him look at her and she goes and down Barry climbs in and he kind of laughs because she 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 mailed at that time she but finally she got it time. in <laughs> yes, that's oh it. cool
1: yes. cool story yeah. yeah that's a great that performance cool. yeah
2: yeah um, yeah I you know I I think I have heard different versions of Thunder Road. I, I, it would be hard for me to say a song that's totally untouchable because I'm a big fan of covers. I like hearing different people do different versions of songs, you know? That would be tough for me to come up with that. I now that I'm gonna have to think of that, that's that's a good answer. That's a, what,
1: that's a good thing. What's the untouchable one, right? Right.
0: Right. I think, yeah. I I I, said, I think I said Jungle Land in that
1: episode. You did. Yeah. Yep, you did. I think Jungle
0: Land is untouched. I think I think Thunder Road um is an important is so important to a lot of people that they need yeah. to play it for themselves. Yeah. Uh, because it means something to everyone. But when you when you're thinking of like a song like Jungle Land, there's I can't think of anyone else that would be able to do that song in a way that is as anywhere near as impactful as it is. Yeah. Right. So that was my answer for that. Right. Okay. That's a good answer. Um, by the way,
2: Jim, for what it's worth, um, I when people ask me, Land of Hope and Dreams is my number one Springsteen song. Yeah. Better Days is number two.
1: There you go. So, there so, you yeah. Go.
2: so yeah, I yep. love yep. Better Days. It's just... It's, hey.
1: You and know. you know it's funny, and 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 I hope that this is maybe a little evolutionary for me, but I I find mine change. You know, yeah. Uh, the thing that I think, if if someone would say, play a Springsteen song right now that you feel is an impact and you want to and you want to um you want to hear, and, and it's one of your favorites, I would play. We take care of our own. Um, yes. I like the video. Um, I've been to Azalea Park and I saw where it was all recorded and stuff, yeah. and that kind of touched me as well and stuff. But I'd love the message and. Um, it's it's a great song that people I think sometimes miss because yeah. it's some of the new stuff. So, you know, I I, I like the, the the new stuff. I didn't love Western Stars. Um, I like the movie. I didn't like the, the music as much. Um, mm. I love the film. Sean, you've got to get on and, and watch on Apple TV. Um, the, the Letter to film. You documentary. It's, it's really it's, good. Yeah, it's very yeah, good. I seen it's very good. Have you guys and, seen
2: and- Ted Lasso? On Apple no i don't okay, have apple tv okay changing yeah. the subject okay if you get apple tv the free 7 days yeah, so I have it. watch the bruce documentary ted lasso is a 10 uh 10 episode it's a 30 minutes and it's 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 it is you think it's going to be stupid it's this american college coach goes to the uk to coach soccer okay Jason sidgakis and it ends up being amazing really just really really good
1: okay i'll check it out yeah check it out nice
2: um all right so if you are and, and what was your sister's name katie all right sorry if you're katie or one of sean and jim's friends and you're listening to this podcast for the first time thank you but uh it's time for the mary question so what the mary question is is jay armstrong is an honors english teacher in the philadelphia area he just recently retired and um his he would take two days and have his honors english class um break down thunder road lyric by lyric they would look at all the themes they would talk about the imagery bruce uses and at the end of the two days he would ask the question does mary get in the car so we'll start with you sean does mary get in the car at the end of thunder road
0: so i need a little context I need some rules around this. Okay. Do I need to stay within Thunder Road?
2: No. You, okay, you, good. Yeah, you, you you pretend you're a jazz artist and you can do whatever you want.
0: All right. So there's a lot of gray area um regarding continuity between Bruce's songs and the characters that he okay. mentions. Um but going by the sequence of when Songs and albums were released, and the stories that he's telling, I'm fairly confident that um, that yes, she did get in the car and they rode out of the valley down to where the fields were green and rode down to the river. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Him and Mary met in high school. Okay. That's when she got in to his car. I think it's a, I think it's the same story.
2: So someone brought up the fact that on Racing in the Streets, oh, she's another one of my favorites. She, oh. she talks yep. about yep. she sits on her daddy's porch. And is that the porch that she walks on, you know, for she dances across the porch? And I was like, I've never made that connection before, but that's great. All right. So you say yes. I Jim, say yes. how about you?
1: So before we go any further, I want you to see um, this is a certain, certainly a pandering. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you can see my picture now.
2: Yeah. I yeah. think you turned your camera off.
1: Yes. And do you see what my picture is now? My, my profile picture is of, of that?
2: I don't. Uh, uh, I have. Okay. No, I don't.
1: You don't? Okay. I was hoping that you're going to see that it was going to surprise okay. you because it is your t shirt that's from your, from your oh. website, the Thunder oh, Road T-shirt with the question yeah. of it. Okay.
2: So, oh, very nice. Um,
1: and with the question in the bottom. And my, my question is, what kind of car is is she getting into? I mean, is it a 69 Chevy with a 356? Or... Absolutely, yes. Okay, all right. Okay. So uh, thinking about this, um, I went back and forth, but um, I'd have to agree with Sean. And um, what I wrote down and what I'm thinking is um, that she is in the car because he tells her to, to sit tight and take hold. So okay. she's in the car already. She's sitting. She's sitting there. She, you know, sit, you know, and then, you know, when the epic sax solo kind of kicks in, um, I think it's a visual for them kind of triumphantly driving off. driving off into the distance with Mary in the passenger seat, with uh, the windows, with the window rolled down as she's letting her hair, letting the wind blow back her hair. I love it. I I don't think the the sax solo would be as epic if it was sad that he was driving away alone. So. So she's in the car. Sit. She's sit. She's sitting tight, and she's she's taking hold. Yep. So you, she's in there.
2: You just gave an answer. Someone else did.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. You plagiarism.
2: No, no, no. A guy once was on the show, and he said it depends. He said when the band does the full version, she absolutely gets in the car because the way it ends, the triumphant sax and the band playing that she's going away. When Bruce's solo. She On the live album, the, th-
1: the opener of the live album, he, yeah. he she didn't get in.
2: That's why he's kind of sad at the end. Na, 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 na. I'm like, okay, that's pretty genius. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a cop
1: out, nice try. She's in the car, yeah, no yeah. way. So then, so then, if
0: so, if with the full band, if the sequel to that song is The River, then the sequel to the uh other version would be what for you,
2: maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of my favorite answers is the guy said, and you've mentioned, um, he said, absolutely. They get in the car, they drive all the way to California, and Moonlight Motel is this guy <laughs> mourning Mary's death, that they have spent a lifetime together, and that now then she's died after a long life together, and he's mourning her. That's the end of Thunder Road. Wow.
1: People have way too many, too much time on their hands, and and they need a life. I mean, with that stuff. That if you that, had that time people. on your
0: hands, you would do that. Yeah, but I guess I'm so. saying
1: wow. this,
2: this is the, wow. this is the wow. spoken by a man who does a podcast that breaks down songs.
1: Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying you we got to get him on our podcast, Sean.
2: Yes. <laughs> All right. If no, 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 some, no,
1: no, no. We're not we're not done because okay. I'm turning the tables on you, Jesse. Okay. Have you answered the question yourself? Have you been asked the, the question by any of your guests?
2: Absolutely. Um, I say by far, I grew up watching Walt Disney movies and I believe in a happy and, uh, happy ending. So I absolutely believe she gets in the car. Um, nice. I, I believe that um, it's not a perfect relationship, but I think it's a good relationship. Um, I actually asked the question, um, the couple in the river if you ask them, would they say they have a happy marriage? Have they had a successful marriage? And I think they would. I think it isn't always good. And when he talks about, you know, he is a dream that didn't come true, you know, I think he still would be, but yes, I'm an optimist. I always believe she gets in the car. Absolutely. Yeah. All right.
1: So two questions. Yes. Is it a 69 Chevy or it is a, um, a, a black, um, Transam, uh, Transam with the teetops being blown off. Which car is she getting in? uh
2: I don't know. I wonder. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. And
1: what's your favorite Disney movie? Please say it's Jungle Book.
2: <laughs> Sean. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I love the uh, modern. Put, put
1: Disney, you on the spot. We don't no, know. You okay. no. <laughs>
2: um, you're gonna laugh. Um. I remember going to see Blackbeard's Ghost at the actual theater, Ooh. and I loved that freaking movie with Dean Jones and you know Peter uh-huh. Ustinov playing it. I it just my sister and I adored that movie.
1: Wow! You
2: know, and so I guess that would be. Um, that would be
1: it in the modern precursor to the pirates of the caribbean series yes absolutely yeah Yeah, there you go well played Uh, well played thank you sorry sorry to turn the tables on no no no. always always welcome
2: (laughs) i love that um if someone wants to reach you how can they
0: they can reach out to us on social media uh at our our handle on instagram and twitter is at ynl podcast short for you're not listening uh they can find us on facebook just search the name of the show you're Not Listening. Or if you want to email us directly, you can email us at not listening pod. Is it not listening podcast? I don't even. Yeah, we should know is, this. What's our email address? Do we have? an email know.
1: address? <laughs> <laughs> You're not No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. ynlpodcast.com Right. Right. Okay. And, uh, but we're all, yeah. we're on all the social not, media not listening pod at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, we're on on other listening platforms, the typical uh, podcast. Yeah, or wherever podcasts
0: are podcasts, we are there.
1: Or uh, Pantheon. Pantheon Pantheon. podcast. Pantheon, Pantheon. right.
0: right. Contact us through them, too.
1: And Jesse, you should check them out, too. That might be a really good one for you to kind of see if you can get connected up with too. they They're really good folks. Very supportive. Um okay. crazy um good stuff. Um very diverse types of uh and, and of artists and, and uh and genres of music. It's really it's really a good con- connection. Sean's getting attacked by his cat.
2: Yes, I saw that. I he's <laughs> um they the, the the cat has been behind stalking
0: oh, yeah. you through yeah. the yeah, I've <laughs> noticed that. Well, great. She does. She comes and cuddles yeah. for a couple of minutes and she latches yeah. on and all right. There. Uh Jim, any final thoughts?
1: No, thank you so much for having us. So just well. uh, it's been a pleasure and unfortunately we could probably do this for hours so i'm sorry to keep you longer than than no that's what i I uh, told you i warned you before hours and hours about this
0: yeah
2: sean how about you any final
0: thoughts (laughs) no i just i really appreciate you know i I love having this little music podcast community that we are starting to build um and and get involved in you know like i said we're good friends with the guys uh, craig from music musing and great folks we've uh you know connected up with bob and now you jesse and this is just we just we love doing this. We love talking about music and it's nice to, I, I'm sure my dad appreciates talking with someone else other than me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really appreciate you inviting us on the show and uh, well, well, we actually haven't gotten a chance to talk about Bruce yet on our show. So no. this is. Okay. Kind of, uh, so so nice.
2: let's talk about, maybe we could, uh, maybe we could do a, a, a Bruce trilogy. And so you guys want to invite me, we could do that and we kind of do that. I'd love that. I'd love Hyatt or, you know, um, bobby darren or I, you know i have i have a lot of favorite songs so See that, and that's Newton. what happens
1: yeah that's what happens we have a list of like oh i want to do this song and this and, yeah. and my my list of podcast songs right now and on, on spotify is probably 125 songs deep yeah it's like oh which Absolutely. one am I gonna do? And, and then then there's always another one that you want to add to the mix stuff so you're going to find that you get caught up in that too like when you sign off with us it be like what song would I do? And then all of a sudden yeah. you're going to have 15 and 20 and 30 songs. I'm, loving that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking tough. forward to it. it it's I, a good problem to have. It's a really, it good is problem a to very have. good problem. Yeah. To have. Yeah. Love to have you on. It'd all be right. fun. It'd be fun.
2: Listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, Sean, Jim, this was a blast. I, I had a blast and I hope you guys did the same. Um, listeners, please be safe. Remember to wash your hands. Remember to social distance. As Bruce said, wear an effing mask. Um, let's be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. For now, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLessingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at JesseJacksonDFW. We have a website, www.SetLessingBruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one the only Listening bruce and bruce is part of the southgate media podcast group the theme for setlisting bruce was written by david rosen used by permission
3: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football